Hello everyone, welcome to Chibi and Chill, the anime podcast. Welcome back if you're returning. If you're new here, hello, I'm Ryan, your host. And in this podcast, I talk about all things anime from One Piece to Sailor Moon to 90s anime. That was the topic last week. That was all about the magical nostalgia of 90s and 2000s anime, the time where I think if you're the same age as I am, about 28, 29, that was kind of the era that I discovered anime and started to fall in love with what has become this quite long-standing obsession with the culture and the medium. This week, it's a bank holiday for us in Ireland here. It's St. Patrick's Day, St. Paddy's Day weekend, so at the time of recording this, I'm off tomorrow so it's very exciting. I love getting a free long weekend. Super, super exciting from the normal nine to five job that I have um, alongside doing chibi weeb anime stuff. So last week I mentioned that it was 90s and 2000s anime week. And this week it's more focused on the One Piece fandom, but a few things before that. So on my Etsy shop, which has a link below, there's 25% off on all chibi prints until Monday to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. And also, I kind of teased last week the new content, exclusive content that's coming to Apple Podcasts very soon. I'm working on the few little areas now for the for that to launch and finally come to fruition. So do keep your eyes posted on my social media and you'll be the first to know when the exclusive stuff is coming. So I mentioned last week in the 90s and 2000s episode that I've started watching or re-watching because I never actually finished it or ever caught up the One Piece anime. Yes, I've started it from the very beginning and I was really apprehensive to start it from the very beginning because it's so, so far now. But it's totally worth jumping back in. If you are like me and... Well, I only got one series in, I think, because I can't remember any of season two. And you're a little bit apprehensive of jumping back into the series. Just do it. It, It's so great. It's so good to dive into a series. And actually, it's really great to know that it goes on for so long. Like, I've got so much to watch, but it's really nice knowing that I've got the... I'm not going to stop about 24 episodes in and have to wait for another series, for another season. So I've been completely absorbed into this world of this anime and I thought that a great podcast episode for this week would be one all about the powerful devil fruits that we see throughout this series, including the manga and the anime series. So we'll take a look at the kind of rules of the devil fruits, the origins, and we'll go through the different types of devil fruit as well and some of their users. So if you don't know, devil fruits are mysterious and rare fruit that is found throughout the world of One Piece. And once eaten, they grant the eater an array of abilities, but the eater loses the ability to swim. So if they go into the water, the person loses all their energy and they sink. Certain devil fruits also can tax the user's stamina and especially after heavy use of it. And certain advanced devil fruits can also shorten a user's lifespan so they do come with some hindrances but sometimes they're so powerful and kind of useful that it's worth it. They're also very cool looking I think the design of the devil fruits are so so interesting I absolutely love them. 
So there is a certain way the Devil Fruit power system works in the One Piece world, and you can you can call it rules that the user kind of follows or the fruit follows. So so a single buy of the Devil Fruit is more than enough to grant the user superhuman abilities or powers. And after the first buy, it becomes a normal fruit and doesn't grant powers to a second user. So a devil fruit can't be shared between two or more people as the first person to eat the slice or the bite will immediately have those powers. But I wonder if it's tasty, you could still keep going and you have a little snack after you've got your powers. But apparently they do taste very bad, so... We do see Luffy in the first episode just munching away on it. So how bad did it taste? But then again, this is Luffy. He'll eat basically anything and everything if it's edible. So no one can predict the powers that a devil fruit would give them unless they have seen it earlier in another previous user who died or mentioned it in the encyclopedia. So the, it is a little bit like a lottery system. Consuming the devil fruit will make the user unable to swim in still waters like seas, rivers, that kind of stuff. But they won't be able to be affected by rain or moving water unless half their body is immersed in it. If a devil fruit user dies, the devil fruit will reappear somewhere in the world and can be consumed by another user. In this manner, the devil fruit cycle will continue throughout time. I think that's really bizarre. So they don't just kind of grow, they kind of just appear somewhere magically. We'll touch on that a little bit later as well. And no one can eat two devil fruits at once or separately as they will blow the person up from the inside resulting in the user's death. Except Blackbeard whose mystery hasn't actually been explained. So the devil fruits do come with these rules and kind of almost hindrances or kind of lifestyle choices that you have to kind of abide by once you've eaten them. So let's take a look at the Devil Fruit Origins. So the Devil Fruit Origins. In manga chapter 1069, Dr. Vegapunk recently shared a brief explanation of the history of Devil Fruits, although it is only his theory he claims. It appears that the most plausible explanation we've seen in the story. So according to Vegapunk, Devil Fruits are the manifestation of the dreams, desires or wishes or hopes of people for the evolution of mankind. So for example, if someone says, oh, if only I could do this or that. In the One Piece world, these would come true in the form of a Devil Fruit. For instance, someone wished for something like, if only I could stretch or lengthen my hands or body, which resulted in Luffy's Gomu Gomu Nomi Devil Fruit. This was previously stated by One Piece manga creator Oda when he was asked how he came up with the concept of the Devil Fruit in an interview. And there are more than 100 Devil Fruits in the world of One Piece. I wonder why there aren't more in the canon side. Uh, there are fan-made ones, which is great, but it's almost like there's a kind of limit on the canon ones that we see in that manga or the anime. If these are the wishes, hopes and desires of people, why aren't there millions of them like I wish for stuff all the time I'm sure the people do or they have hopes or desires so I wonder why these aren't just becoming fruits or is it because some of them just can't be and they're more materialistic items that people are wishing for so they can't become fruit maybe so there are different types of devil fruit and they have different effects so there are three main classifications of devil fruit and each category has a specific effect on the user so the first devil fruit type is Logia, which means nature system. 
and it's the rarest type of devil fruit that there is. This type of fruit allows the eater or the user to become, create and control an element or force in nature and this includes transforming their body into that element. So this fruit grants a great defence strength allowing the user's body to be shattered, split or somehow separated into multiple parts and sections and they can return to normal without pain or injury. We see this most prominently a lot of the time or earlier on in the series with Buggy the Clown and how he can separate his body into different body parts and sections. So thanks to the nature system that this fruit allows, this devil fruit user can generate limitless amounts of their element power and control it. So these powers, however, can also slow down the user in terms of responsiveness to attacks and reactions, but they can learn to make this more of a reflex instead of a conscious kind of decision. So Logia users include Blackbeard and Crocodile as two quite prominent ones. And examples of these fruits are the Gasu Gasu no Mi, so element of gas, Goro Goro no Mi, element of lightning, Hia Hia no Mi, element of ice, I'm not entirely sure if I said that one right, Magu Magu no Mi, so element of magma, Moku Moku no Mi, element of smoke, Numa Numa no Mi, element of swamp, Pika Pika, element of light, I don't know why they didn't go with the lightning for this one, Suna Suna no Mi, element of sand, Yami Yami no Mi, element of darkness, Yuki Yuki no Mi, element of snow, and Mori Mori no Mi, element of plants. I think the types of elements on these fruits are so cool, they're very interesting. So element of magma and swamp and darkness, they're ones that I didn't originally think would have been included in the controllable elements, and it's really, really interesting that these are the types of elements that you can control. The next type of fruit is the zoan, which means animal system, and it's medium rare. It's not super rare, but it's not common. So this fruit allows the user to transform into an animal, granting them immense strength, stamina, and some bonus abilities depending on the animal that the fruit grants you. And the zoan fruits allow for three types of forms for the user. So a natural form, which is how you are naturally, with a full transformation, and a hybrid form. And it is possible for users to unlock different transformations. For example, Chopper, who could transform into six or seven different types of forms. It's been shown as well that drugs or certain elements and objects can enhance these transformations and abilities. So alongside the three forms that this fruit kind of allows, it's shown that users can also transform a specific part of their body. So Marco was able to actually transform only his arms into phoenix wings. So it looks like the users can specifically target areas of their bodies that they need the hybrid form to go onto or the transformation to happen. I think this is one of the most weird fruits because it's shown that inanimate objects are somehow able to eat Zoan fruits and become mobile and gain the intelligence of the animal that they turn into. So there are three cases so far of this with Mr. Ford's Bazooka Lasso, which was the Inu which was the Inu Inu no Mi model Dashund, Spadam's Sword Funk Feed, which was Zauzau no Mi or Zuzu no Mi, and Caesar's Clown Pet Slime, Smiley, which ate the Sarasara no Mi model Axolot. So you can see there that they have a certain model, which is the animal that the object would take the appearance and abilities of. So I guess this is great if you 
one more of a sentient and mobile and reactive kind of item so like the sword and things like that or a teapot i guess you can have these objects react more with you in battle or i guess day to day maybe not all devil fruit users are in battle maybe someone just wants a very sentient teapot so the strength of this fruit allows them to improve physical abilities and adapt their form to the situation that they're in which gives a great fighting advantage with the hybrid form being the best of both worlds i think this one gives you the most power and freedom with the fruit so it allows you to really alter your body to react to whatever is happening on the field so alongside the actual powers the users also get any of the abilities that the animal they inherit has such as flight so there's like little added bonuses to the zoan fruit there's also the mystical zoan as well which is a rare type of fruit of the zoan fruit that allows some more display of different attributes of other fruits to generate more powers and abilities such as regeneration so these have randomly kind of assigned more than one ability that maybe the logia or the paramecia type of fruit has then there's also the awakened zone as well so users who by unknown means have attained the ability to be stronger faster and tougher than what the normal zone fruit allows so it's quite a big list of the Zoan fruits because they're all a bunch of animals. So I won't list them all, but here are a few of them. So we have the Tori Tori no Me model Phoenix, which is the Tweet Tweet fruit or the Bird Bird fruit model Phoenix. Bato Bato no Me model Vampire, which is Bat Bat fruit model Vampire. And Rio Rio no Me model Allosaurus, which is Dragon Dragon fruit model Allosaurus. So these ones are a little bit more on the nose of what they what animal they are so you can kind of tell exactly what they'll turn into based on the name of the actual fruit or more so the model that follows that name so the final fruit is paramecia so the superhuman system and it's the most common type of fruit and these fruit kind of work in a lottery style system with a with a random power being granted which is not granted by those of the other types of fruit so some of these kind of powers include controlling one's aura, forbidding things or manipulating possibilities. So these are a little bit more obscure kinds of powers, whether instead of it being transforming into a bird or a dinosaur and things like that. So you can't get lucky and transform or control elements like the other types of fruits, and but they can alter their body, alter the environment and generate a substance. So the types of abilities are very similar, although maybe not as powerful. So some fruits of the this type can permanently change the composition of a user's body and others can alter the body on demand. So it's kind of a little bit of potluck with that one. Some being able to change certain parts of their body into natural and inorganic things. So you can kind of choose what you want it to turn into or at least which parts of you turn into stuff. So some users of this fruit are able to alter their environment, which to me sounds like one of the most powerful aspects of this type of fruit so they're able to achieve an unnatural effect on their environment and some of these fruits work best on living organisms and some work best on inanimate objects with others equally well on anything i guess this one to me sounds like the most powerful in battle or in fighting scenarios being able to alter the your opponent's surroundings seems like a great advantage Especially if other people on your team or your squad or crew 
are able to kind of bounce off of that as well and bounce off the alterations you can make to the world or the environment more specifically. So many of these users are able to alter something around them simply by just touching it, while others can produce a certain substance which then they can control, which can then give the desired effect. Substance generation power, so some paramecia fruits are able to generate a specific substance, near limitless amounts of it, and shape it with their mind's kind of will and what they want. We see this a lot with the wax powers of Mr. Three from the Brock works. However, users of these fruits cannot transform their bodies into this substance like a Logia user. So that's quite similar to the other fruit. However, the substances that Paramecia users can generate are distinctive from the Logia substance. So the Paramecia generated substances are typically refined and man-made like wax, while Logia substances are naturally occurring like wood and plant matter. So like all devil fruit abilities, paramecia types can also be awakened, attaining a kind of ability to use their devil fruits at a new level and in a different manner than they originally could. So this list is the longest list of these fruits and there are so many different types of uses. I'll list some of them out, some of the more interesting ones, but have a little Google and look at this list. It's absolutely enormous. So first we have the Gum Gum No Mi, we saw that very early on, and Barabara No Mi, which is the Chop Chop Fruit, the Dorodora No Mi, which is the Wax Wax Fruit, Baku Baku No Mi, which is the Munch Munch Fruit, Toga Toga No Mi, which is Spike Spike Fruit, Ori Ori No Mi, Bind Bind Fruit, Mera Mera No Mi, Love Love Fruit, Yummy Yummy No Mi, which is Revive Revive Fruit, and Shira Shira no Mi, which is Castle Castle Fruit. I think the last two there sound really interesting. The Revive Revive Fruit sounds incredibly useful in battle. And Shira Shira no Mi, what is that? Castle Castle Fruit, like can you make a castle? That sounds really good. So we've gone through all the different types of fruit and we've not actually mentioned once what Luffy's Devil Fruit was, apart from a slight hint there at Gum Gum. So Luffy's Devil Fruit is actually the Hito Hito no Mi Model Nika, with the English name of Human Human Fruit Model Nika. So this was a mythical Zoan fruit and is known to be the most powerful devil fruit. Obviously that makes sense, he is the protagonist of the entire story. So compiling all of this together for the podcast really made me think, what kind of devil fruit would you prefer to eat if you had the choice? If they're all laid out on a table in front of you and you could see them, and you kind of knew what types they were, what type would you eat? Or would it depend on the type of power you get? Would you prefer to shapeshift with a Zoan fruit or to control a more natural element with the Logia fruits? Also, if you could make your own fruit, what power would you give yourself? That's if you're not limited to the ones on the table, for example, if you wanted to make your own, if you could make your own, like the wish or hopes or dreams kind of, if that theory is right. I guess this question works if you're in the One Piece world or in the real world itself. I guess, like, how would you choose something that's more useful? Like, could you have a coffee coffee fruit that allows you to just generate cups of coffee at will in front of you? Nice hot coffee constantly at all times. You don't actually have to move. Or the Crunchyroll Crunchyroll fruit where it opens Crunchyroll at all times and you can just generate that anywhere on any device or or any surface maybe. I think there are so many applications and I think there's so much room for the devil fruits 
to expand and grow. I think there's so much more we can learn about the devil fruits. I really hope there's more to be shown about the devil fruits and more for us to learn about them. There's so much depth to them. Like how much can they grow? How much can the abilities change and develop and be enhanced until you end up a literal god? Well, to be fair, I guess if you eat one that Luffy did, you kind of do become a god or a per impersonation or a personification of a god. So I guess, yeah, I guess that's the level. <laughs> so this episode's been quite filled with a lot of facts and information about the Devil Fruits from One Piece. I hope you have enjoyed it. I think it's been really interesting to kind of go through the more factual stuff of the fruits and go through the types, the theory of the origins of the fruit and kind of deep dive into the types of fruits, their powers, their weaknesses, their strengths and what each one can do. If you are a fan of One Piece, which if you've gotten to this part of the podcast, I'm assuming you are at this point or maybe you're like me and you start to rewatch it and you've never actually got that far into the series. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. I definitely have learned quite a lot of stuff that I didn't actually know beforehand and now I really want a devil fruit. Although I'm not entirely sure which one I would choose. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave a review down below and follow the show so you don't miss another episode. I upload episodes on a weekly basis with a new theme, a new topic each week. If you follow the show, you'll also be notified of the super exclusive content that's coming to Apple Podcasts. So make sure you don't miss out when that launches. Down in the show notes, you'll find links to my Etsy shop where I sell a bunch of anime-themed prints and goodies such as phone cases and badges. My Etsy shop is full of chibi-style characters from popular anime series including Black Clover, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia and much more. At the moment, I'm working on the Sailor Moon series with Sailor Mars launching to the Etsy shop super, super soon. If you follow the shop on Etsy, you'll be notified of every new product, every sale, every promotion and more. So if you follow on there, you'll never miss a new product launch. If you're a mega fan of anime, then why not check out my brand new Patreon monthly subscription club. There are three tiers of membership, Chibi Fan, Chibi Super Fan and Chibi Mega Fan, with each tier being better than the last. Each month, for one cost, you'll receive free prints, free downloads and much, much more, including exclusive behind-the-scenes videos, photos and more of how I create my prints and anime-themed artwork. If you'd like to receive exclusive updates and anime-themed goodies every single month delivered straight to you, then why not check out my Patreon? The link's down below. I'm sure you'll love being a part of the Chibi Weeb fan club. Sometimes finding a birthday card or an occasion card can be a boring task. However, I have some anime-themed cards on my thoughtful.co.uk creator profile which is found in my links on social media. Over on Thoughtful you'll find a bunch of anime themed cards such as Studio Ghibli Happy Birthday cards and more with my range being updated regularly. Each card is processed by thoughtful.co.uk with shipping being fast, quick and efficient. You can shop my anime themed cards over on my Instagram with my links being over on there. Just search Chibi Weeb Anime and you'll find me. You can find me on social media on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter if you search Chibi Weeb Anime and I'll be over there. I hope you've really enjoyed the episode. I need to get back to watching One Piece. I am on episode 92 of season 2. 
or in season two should i say and i've got so much more to watch i hope you have a great week if you're in ireland enjoy saint patrick's day i'm sure it's going to be absolutely amazing or wherever such as america i know you guys go wild for saint patrick's day which is super exciting have a great weekend have a great day have a great week i'll see you next time bye